0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts podcast. This is season three, episode thirty-one, and if you're counting all of them, it's hundred and thirty-one. I'm Craig. My name is Britt. Britt, we're back, and it's the off season for like yes. three weeks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's come to pass that there is no such thing as like downtime anymore. You know what I mean in, yeah. in the league. We finished the Super Bowl. Last yep. week was our Super Bowl wrap up. Yep. And we pretty much have to start draft prep. Uh, yeah, because the combine
0: draft. is what, two weeks? Three, right. I mean, week and a half.
1: Yeah, we're about six to eight weeks off the top of my head. I don't remember the exact date of the draft, but we're only we're less than two months from the draft. It We've got to get ready for the NFL draft because the NFL draft leads immediately into best ball. And yeah. then we start talking about free agency
0: know, if, starts in March.
1: Pre-agency starts, and that's presuming the CBA, which I've heard nothing uh, about. Yeah. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's start where we always start. Yep. Craig, what are you drinking this week? Uh,
0: this week, I have a beer. Okay, what do you got? This is a Blackberry Bl- Berliner Weiss. Oh, from Berliner Back East. Weiss.
1: Okay, my wife loves those. Those are German style. They tend to be sour. It's... Have you Have you tried it?
0: Uh, yeah, I opened it before we started, uh, but okay. I'll take another sip of it right now.
1: Go for it. I am in the Frank Gore Memorial Extension Studio uh, today, just because, you know, I'm old and tired. Um, um,
0: it's slightly sour, definitely, definitely heavy on the BlackBerry, and it's only 3.5 ABVs. That's really you light. You can drink a lot of these.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, if you like the, if you can deal with Though the, the For sound. me,
0: it's... For me, it's more. It tastes more sweet than sour. You know, who so I would think love? I'd only be able to have like two of these at a time because I, I don't like a lot of sweet.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's the alcohol that would limit your consumption of those. It would be the the flavor and the taste kind of, yeah. you know, overdoing it. You know who would love that beer? Who? Our dear friend Sean loves blackberry flavored things. Does he? Oh yeah. There's huh. an infamous, infamous story of the very first time. Oh, this is going back twenty years. Work sent us off on a training in New Hampshire Uh, um, to to a beach. I can't remember the name of the beach in New Hampshire. Um, It's that one little tiny corner of New Hampshire that's just south of Maine that gets beach up there. Uh, And we were there and it was the dead of winter and this beach resort and there was nothing to do. So we went out and we got and brought it back to the room we were there for like a four-day leadership seminar or something like that we just drank every night (laughs) and what he got was like a i think it was a it was a blackberry rum i think and he was doing rum and cokes for like four days straight (laughs) um good trip fun trip but i mean like you're in this like fantastic beach resort oh look there's a restaurant it's closed for the season oh look over there there's an amusement park that's completely shut down it's snowing you know, it was, it, we under, we're wondering why we got such fantastic beachfront views. It's because nobody comes to this freaking area. So I am just having soda tonight. Um, I am not giving up on beer, folks. It's just been a very busy week at work, and uh, I've got an extremely packed day tomorrow, and I need to be completely sharp. And I want to be completely sharp because we have got a ton to talk about with you today. Um, I, unless Craig has something super burning, I just want to go straight to headlines this week because there's so much going on. Do you have anything yeah. burning that you want to toss out in the hot um, takes?
0: Well, one of them, it's probably might be one of the headlines you talk about. So I don't know.
1: Why don't you start there then? Let's go with that. Craig, throw out the first headline to discuss. All right. So
0: someone in the NFL who committed possibly, it was borderline committing a crime last season. Yep, and I've got, got that one on my list. Okay, already all right. with you. Go ahead, bring us up. <laughs> um, so, Miles Garrett, who's an exceptionally talented uh, defensive player, as you know, what happened when the uh, Browns play the Steelers. There was a scuffle that turned into a fight that turned into him hitting people in the head with a helmet. Not good. Uh, right. So you know he was suspended at the time. I think it was he suspended indefinitely. The NFL has reinstated him. Yes. So no. the
1: rest Yeah. The rest of the story is that they met yesterday being uh, the 11th in New York. And the expectation was that the league was going to come up with some sort of ruling and say, OK, and finalize, say, all right, you, you know what? We've met five more games or we've met in two more games. And no one expected to hear today, number one, that the league had made a decision. And no one expected the league to say, OK, six games is enough you're done. You can go back to work next year. So this was a little bit of a surprise in how quickly it happened and what the ruling was. Right.
0: So for me, for what he did, I personally think that deserves a full season suspension. Mm-hmm. So he did six games last season. He does 10 this coming season. If there is one Asterix. Right. Um, so to me, that would, that would feel like the appropriate amount of time. I don't think I don't think for what he did, six games is enough
1: because I've seen I, people
0: get more for less.
1: And that's always been the problem with the NFL and it's um, policies regarding discipline is that there, there's no consistency. They always point at, well, this is what that guy did, but what you did is a little worse, you know? So I go out on the, on the field and I kick two guys in the rear end and they both get injured. And the league says, well, we're going to suspend just six games. And then the NFL PA comes back. Well, Five years ago, some guy kicked one guy in the behind and you only gave him two games. So if he kicks two guys, it should automatically be four. Right. Okay, it's just we can't use we should use precedent as much as possible. We can't use it in every case. And Dominic and Sue started stomping people. (laughs) Yes, he did. There's no precedent. Well, he didn't injure anybody and it was a personal foul. And you only gave one game here. There's a difference between tripping a guy and actively stomping the back of their knee,
0: or hitting him in the head with a helmet when he doesn't yes. have a helmet on. <laughs>
1: so we're in uncharted territory. So my take on it is, I I kind of agree with you. I felt like the punishment would have been a, should have been a little bit more severe and gone on a little bit longer. But I'm not shocked.
0: I'm not shocked either. That I mean you remember the, the you remember the Bluefish game when what's his name went after someone with a bat? Yeah, like for he got arrested. Who,
1: for those who have no idea what we're talking about, the Bridgeport Bluefish, who I used to work for, Craig and I were avid fans of. It was a local um, baseball team that's no longer in Bridgeport because the mayor's a dork. Um, <laughs> there was a, a famous situation where a pitcher got hit. A pitcher hit the batter intentionally, and the batter stormed the mound and brought his bat with him. Um, and he wound up with the bat over his head like he was doing like a mighty chop. And actually, when he wound back... He actually hit the catcher because the catcher had followed him out in the mound and attempted attempt to defuse the situation. The catcher actually was the one most injured by it, but he was injured on the play. The batter, and again, I don't remember off the top of my head who it was, and I don't care to look it up. Um, but the batter was arrested for assault because he caused injury with the baseball bat intentionally to the wrong person. He was trying to kill the pitcher, but he wounded the catcher, and he was charged with assault, and yeah. it was a big deal. Now, was Mason Rudolph injured in this particular incident?
0: I mean, he he got hit in
1: the head with a helmet, so but he didn't miss any time, and he didn't require medical care. I that I well believe that so. We know of, that we know, of. I mean, because that's a key component of when you're talking about assault. But yes, he risked assault, so I do think that there, you know, the punishment should have been a oh, little it bit. It
0: was uh, Jose Offerman.
1: That's right. That's right. It was a former major leaguer. That's right. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you can't do that kind of stuff in sports, and I. I don't know. I'm the Browns are so irrelevant to me at this point. Nothing they do goes right. Nothing. I just don't know why they even show up anymore. They should really just hold autograph sessions on the field and (laughs) award each game that they're supposed to play one, nothing to the other side. You know, I was listening to NFL radio today and somebody was like, with all the talent around the Browns, is it time for them to start talking about what if Baker's not successful this year? You know, I mean, they've got, pieces everywhere they've got running they've got running backs they've got wide receiver talent the defense is playing okay it's not as good as it was a year or two ago but shouldn't they be better and the response was the problem with cleveland isn't the lack of talent it's a lack of consistency in the message every year the coaches change every year the offense changes every year you're telling me they're going to be better and they just don't do it He's like, I, I don't think you can judge Baker Mayfield on the things he's done so far. This will be his third head coach in three years. Yes, so, yes, I will. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta give him some, some slack there. But as far as Miles Garrett goes, I, 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 it sounds terrible to say I don't care because I do care about the league and I do care about the precedents they send. But this didn't anger me as much as I thought it would. When I no, heard it, was, I'm,
0: I'm like, I'm not shocked either.
1: I just think was resigned.
0: right. It definitely just, it should have been more than six
1: games. I was resigned to it. So, and yes, that was the first thing on my list. So I'm glad you went there. Okay. So there's two big things coming up. All right. The, and I'm going on the assumption and the, the rest of my discussion today will be with the assumption that we're going to have football next year and that everything is going <laughs> to start on time. That is the we'll assumption. Just go with yes. And, yes. That's the assumption. Um, it, the, the the free agency will begin in March and then the draft will happen in April and free agency will dictate a lot of what teams decide they want to do. So we're talking in a lot of hypotheticals now and what will happen next year, but let's talk about free agency right now. Okay. So there is a free agent out there, mm-hmm. a 40 year old quarterback or mm-hmm. will be a free agent who's doing commercials for Hulu To say I'm not going anywhere, which people are misinterpreting. Um, And his name isn't Philip Rivers. We're talking about Tom Brady at this point. So, this is now time for this week's installment of Where in the World is Tom Brady? (laughs) The latest rumors (laughs) come to us courtesy of Bill Barnwell from ESPN. Okay. Today, Bill Barnwell came out and said, and I don't even know who Bill Barnwell is. I got to be honest with you that the headline is Bill Barnwell on the Tom Brady train. I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> I, 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 he's he's from ESPN. I have no idea. Um, He is now saying there is a .01% chance he ends up with the San Francisco 49ers.
0: Uh, okay. I mean, I, I guess he's not
1: wrong. So I'm going to read you the quote. Okay. I don't know what show he said this on, but he was on ESPN. And he said, Quote, Tom Brady, though, is Tom Brady. The future Hall of Famer grew up in the Bay Area with Joe Montana as his hero. Right. He has been left in a vulnerable position with the Patriots who don't have the sort of weapons and are offensive line that can help compensate for Brady's decline. The 49ers have a better line, better weapons, and just as good of a defense. They almost certainly have a better offensive play caller. The Patriots are more familiar and have Bill Belichick. I still think Brady will end up staying in New England but if he were to leave, the 49ers would be a very tantalizing opportunity. Craig, you've been on record. You think he's going to L.A. He's going to be with the Chargers.
0: I'm sticking with my Chargers tinfoil hat theory. OK,
1: but I mean, this is just as tinfoil hat.
0: Oh, it's, I think that's even more tinfoil hat than the Chargers. That's my
1: question for you. Which one is more if you had to say which one is more likely if I could come back in time and say, Craig, one of those two things will happen. Out of what? The 49ers The, the Chargers.
0: I would have if to I say the Chargers is more likely. Is more likely than the 49ers.
1: It makes a lot of sense, you know. It makes a lot of sense for the reasons we've talked about. But the 49ers thing is um, is amazingly interesting. That does that automatically assume... What if you do? That, what if
0: what if that does happen in your Garoppolo? Like how would that make you you feel? <laughs> you're back in New England.
1: You'd have to feel punished.
0: You're oh yeah. The Super Bowl, you're back Bill, in Bill Bill Belichick would resign him instantly.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. I think this would be a sign and trade. This would, or, or or, or, if Brady wanted to really stick it to the Patriots, he would go and sign with San Francisco outright, and then the 49ers would be picking up the phone going, so I got both New England quarterbacks now. You want the other one back? <laughs> because it'll cost you. If Brady wanted to go the nice way, and that's what everybody wanted, if Brady walked in the office and said, listen, I want to go to the Niners, uh, and I'm not saying he would say this, I'm saying if, I want to go to the Niners, but I want to be fair to you guys. Can we work out some sort of sign and trade so you guys aren't left with just having to pay? Because I know you like Jimmy. Jimmy would be the guy. Jimmy would want to come back here. That kind of thing. Can we work this out? But if Brady wants to be a dick, Brady can just go sign with the Niners and then, you know, hold up a cell phone number for the for Belichick to call to see if about getting Jimmy Jimmy G back. But you know, yeah, you, you would have to be pretty pissed if you're Jimmy G. You're the bride left at the altar at that point. Twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And San Francisco has the pieces. San Francisco's offense. I was listening to Rashad, uh, Rashad Breeland, the um, Kansas City cornerback today, who is going to also be a free agent. Um, I was listening to him today on NFL radio and he was like, they, they were asking him, how did you stop the San Francisco offense? And he was like, we had to realize that nothing they show is what they do if it looks like a run it's probably a pass if it feels like a pass there's a chance it could be a run we had to stay home stay in our spots and be just very aware that san francisco does such a great job masking what it does that we couldn't assume anything and he goes and that helped us get into the right frame of mind and and deal with the things we need to deal with. And it was, it was very interesting to hear him talking again. He's a free agent too. And he would like to stay in Kansas city. He was very clear about that tonight, but he was also very clear that this is a business. He understands if San Francisco, I'm gonna say if Kansas city can't keep him. So I don't know. I think it's interesting to talk about him potentially going there. I just, I think it's very tinfoil hat. My guess that is he's very tinfoil hat. And on that topic, yes, Philip rivers. Yep. Still floating out there. We said three weeks ago, Philip rivers was done. He picked up his crap and he moved back towards Alabama. And so then I get a phone I get a phone message this week. Breaking news: the team announces <laughs> that Philip Rivers will not return. We knew this. You
0: know, quick quick aside. I think other people are secretly listening to our podcast because stuff that we talk about comes out like the next week.
1: <laughs> I, I think I think we we do a, a decent job of being ahead of the curve on the topics we talk about sometimes. But it's not like we had inside information. We weren't talking to somebody inside the locker room who were like, dude, he just no, laid out the just, whole locker. We just pay attention to things. We pay attention to things. And it was already widely reported that his family had moved to Florida in the northern part of Florida because his a family originates from Alabama. And they wanted the family to be closer to home. That's not – but you don't take a step like that if you plan on re-signing with the Chargers. Who we are in all, California. You, Exactly. Tom Brady has supposedly moved his family out of the area but hasn't sold the house yet. That's kind of a key deal. He's cut a lot of ties with the community. He's put himself in a position where if he is going to be changing teams, he's ready. He didn't pack up his crap into a truck and drive it cross-country. Right. And even still, I don't know where the, – uh, there were rumors that they had bought a house in Greenwich, Connecticut, which is only a couple hours away. It looked like he was still trying to stay in the area. It's not like he threw his stuff in the back of a truck and moved it all back to Michigan. <laughs> That's not what happened here. So, you know, but but, but Philip Rivers did. It's not like Alabama and, San, and, and L.A. are a short commute. I almost said San Diego there.
0: Close enough. Either way, it's California.
1: So Philip Rivers this week said, uh, quote, I do feel I have some emotional fire and passion left. I know I have passion for the game that I think is going to last my lifetime, and I think I have the ability left to go play at a high level, end quote. Craig, where's he going?
0: Uh Uh-oh. So he's going to Florida, in the vicinity of Florida. So my top three guesses would be uh, Miami, uh, the Colts,
1: Okay. and
0: possibly
1: Jacksonville, but I don't think so. Well, Jacksonville, as you mentioned earlier today in our podcaster thread, is in a cap nightmare.
0: Yeah, I think that I was Cinch, but yes.
1: Oh, Cinch mentioned it. Thank you, Cinch. Um, there's, they're going to have a hard time, and I think Leonard Fournette is going into the last year of his rookie deal, if I remember correctly. In which case, he's going to want an extension.
0: That's oh, and, right, and Cinch said that he can see uh, Rivers
1: going to the Bucks. I can see Rivers. I can see Rivers going to the Bucks over the Jags. The Jags already have a QB kerfluffle. The only a quick way... Quick thing about the Bucks
0: QB, uh, he just had LASIK eye surgery.
1: I was going to say that, too.
0: I so was going to say that. It might help his 30 interceptions he had this year. 30
1: interceptions. And he is the founding member of the 30-30 club, according to NFL.com. <laughs> And now he'll have 2020 20 vision for his 30 touchdowns and 30 picks. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I can see that a lot more than Jacksonville. Jacksonville, the last thing Jacksonville can afford to do is sign a third quarterback. Minshew, the only reason Minshew wasn't bad, and the only reason he makes sense is because he's on a rookie deal. He's he's he, he's a rookie. He's going into his second year, so he's on a rookie deal. You overpaid for Nick Foles. The only way you bring in Pat uh, Philip Rivers is if you can somehow unload Nick Foles. So who are you unloading Nick Foles' massive contract to? Because I'm think, I'm looking around the league, and I'm saying, well, as many teams as we say could Philip Rivers could go to and Tom Brady could go to, I'm not seeing the same number of landing spots for Nick Foles. Supposedly, the Colts are not happy with Jacoby Brissett. They feel like he should have progressed further. But So they'll take Tom Brady. They'll take Philip Rivers. I don't see them making a move for Nick Foles. No, nah, I think Nick Foles is
0: too broken at this point.
1: Yeah. And I don't think I think we've seen the best out of him, and that's not. Sorry, Nick, I don't think you listen to us, so it doesn't matter. But I don't think we're gonna see like a rebound season out of him. Now it could be wrong. Maybe he's the next Tannehill. I don't know. Maybe. You know? What if he winds up on the Falcons? What's where's Matt Ryan going? Are you
0: suggesting they're gonna move away from Matt Ryan? I don't know. The Falcons are also a mess, so.
1: But the see, I think I don't think they're a mess because of Matt Ryan. I just don't.
0: No, they're just a, they're not a mess because of him. They're just a mess in general. They're poorly run. <laughs> Especially now that the Falcons are considering parting ways with uh, Devonta Freeman.
1: I read that too. I, I and so who's carrying the ball? Because you let Tevin Coleman leave in free agency last year.
0: Uh, who was his backup? What don't Edo Smith?
1: Know. Maybe. <laughs> I, you're you're going to have to draft somebody. So you know what? You, you, that only makes sense if you can if you can draft somebody. You know, and the draft is coming. But you know, which segues me into my next conversation, which is which is the uh, upcoming draft. So, NFL Network, in its infinite wisdom, <laughs> has put out a tinfoil hat theory. So p- grab your tinfoil hats, Craig. Uh, oh, I got it. And, and folks, join us in this one. And I'm going to to go to my quiet voice for this because this is weird. NFL Network, one of their writers, is suggesting that the Dolphins could trade up for Tua Villa. I can't say his name. uh, Tagovilia. I'll get it by the (laughs) Tua. And that would allow the Jets to draft Henry Ruggs instead. Does the Dolphins want to trade up for him? That would mean they would have to I trade mean, up to three. They would have to trade with the Lions and get to three, probably.
0: Wait, the do Lions pick. have the third pick?
1: The Lions currently have the third pick. I'm looking right now at mm. the draft order. So it's Bengals. Right. We know the Bengals are going to take Joe Burrow. We assume. I, More than likely, but we assume. I think, I think there's the, what, the, what they need to do is they need to get on the phone now because it's not tampering if you have the first pick and say – are you going to are you willing to meet with us? Hey, well, you can't get on the phone now, but you can do this at the combine. Are you going to meet meet with us? Would you come here? Let's talk turkey. What's it going to cost? Because there's been a lot of negativity about him going there. Carson Palmer. He's started it
0: <laughs> and, and and continues it. It's like it's like I, I know I understand he's he's very angry with the
1: Brown family and I I get it. He's I mean one caller on NFL radio today I was listening to NFL radio was like I don't know what else he was a Bengals fan. He's like I don't know what else we could have done. We hired his we brought in his one of his brothers as the backup quarterback. Essentially gave him a job to keep him happy. We did everything we could to to win with that team and then he was upset when we cut bait with him because he couldn't stay healthy. And now he's just going to go out there and try to sabotage us getting Joe Burrow by putting it out there that that Cincinnati's not a place you want to play as a young quarterback. And I was just like, you know what? And this, this caller was like, I'm worried this is going to go the same way as uh, Eli Manning. Say, I won't play in San Diego. And the, call, the guys from NFL radio, I, I think it was the moving the chain show, was like, well, then Cincinnati just has to pick up the phone and call Burrow and call his agent and say, you're hearing this crap? We don't want you to buy into it. Let's talk. Let's make sure you're the right guy. And let's do that. And he said and at the end of the day. The Giants bailed out Eli Manning. They could, What are they going to do? What does Joe Burrow do if the Bengals take him with the first pick and he doesn't want to play in Cincinnati? What's he going to do, sit out? Sit out or try to get traded to Miami? I don't know. <laughs> Fantastic. He's still a number one draft pick with number one draft pick value. He's going to merit number one draft pick status in the trade. So the Bengals aren't going to lose anything by drafting somebody who's going to sit there and say, well, oh, well, they lose their first draft pick. Their his- history with the number one draft pick or with high draft picks isn't good. Cough, Achilles Smith. Oh. Okay. This is not I'm am s- sorry, Craig. I know. Oh, I know. I know. But it's not like they have this stellar reputation of drafting really, really good quarterbacks. They don't. I know. Carson was the last one. Really was. I mean, we all thought that, you know, Andy Dalton was going to be, but it's clear that he's not. He's just never going to be what we thought he was going to be, and that's fine. But, you know, the teams hold all the cars here. And I think that's sometimes what the, what the average fan forgets. It doesn't matter if Joe Burrow wants to play there or not. If he's drafted by them, his choice is to make that money or to sit out and watch everyone else make money around him. Right. And he ain't going to the XFL. Nope.
0: So Or, you know, they could trade him, I guess, but still.
1: Right. Right. Um. So, so, uh, so, so uh, okay, so. The Dolphins right now are sitting at the five pick. So they – I, I th- this is what I don't get. I'm trying to follow this logic. So the draft order right now is uh, Bengals, Redskins, Lions, Giants, Dolphins. Right. So who do we think is taking Tua or do we think that they're, they're people shopping picks? Um, do you think the Bengals could trade out of the one spot? I mean they – they
0: could, I suppose, but – because I can't see – so it's the Bengals are, are going to take a quarterback. It's going to be – more than likely it's going to be Joe Burrow. They have been talking to Justin Herbert a lot, so if they do wind up taking him first, I'm not going to be shocked.
1: Justin Herbert out of Oregon. Right. Uh, me... But you look at,
0: you look at the uh, – Redskins, they're going to take a defensive player. They're going to probably take Chase Young. Uh, the Lions, do they need a quarterback? Probably, uh, but I feel like they need other help
1: first. But I think I think what the Dolphins are worried about is that someone else will trade up to that three. Pick. Well, you know, definitely the Giants are not taking the a quarterback. Right. So, so, uh, so the top four teams, one, two, one of them has one of them wants to draft a quarterback. Two of them draft quarterbacks last year. So the Redskins and Giants are not looking for a quarterback this year. So the question, if the if the Dolphins want to trade up, then either they think the Lions are looking at potentially drafting quarterback, or they're worried somebody else is going to get in the Lions' head and say we want to get this guy.
0: Because now I keep hearing I keep hearing rumors that the Chargers are going to draft a quarterback, but that still doesn't. Sorry, Cinch. This that still doesn't derail me thinking that Brady's going to go there. So
1: and, and the Chargers draft sixth, right. so it's not like Miami doesn't get two of there. So here's the thing: I I keep hearing there's a cornerback from Ohio State. Um, I have no idea how to pronounce his name. It looks like it's Jeff Okuda. Again, uh, this suppose, is why we need. I think so. But he's the Lions have supposedly been very clear that they want they want to work on their defense first. And he's a guy that they've supposedly been very interested in and have been rating very highly. So, and they know they don't need to pick him at three. So, if somebody that really wanted somebody on defense in that first round, like I don't know, or, or somebody wanted, or somebody really felt like they needed a, a quarterback, like I don't know, the uh, Carolina Panthers at seven called the Lions and said trade swap spots with us, you still get the guy you want and we'll give you an extra pick in, in the, the deal. That's the only way the dolphins get screwed in this. So if the dolphins are realistically, and this is just a, a mock draft rumor, if the dolphins are thinking about trading up, it must be because somebody else in that top 10 is looking right, at that. Well, pick. Um,
0: let's look at the top 10. So it's the Bengals, the Redskins, the yep. the Lions, the, 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 the Lions, The The Giants, the Chargers, yep. um, The Panthers, Panthers, Cardinals.
1: They're not drafting quarterback.
0: Nope. Uh, Jacksonville
1: can't afford a quarterback. Can't afford a quarterback.
0: And the Browns
1: can't or they're not drafting quarterback. They're drafting. So then it's
0: the just to finish it out a little bit. Then there's the Jets. They're not drafting a quarterback. Nope.
1: The Raiders, eh? Me, eh? Well, but that's where people are. That's where people are. But supposedly they want Herbert. They want a West Coast guy. The Raiders. So they're. Yes. So I the mock drafts I've been reading, they want Justin Herbert out of Oregon, so they're projecting him there. So Oakland has no reason to trade up unless somebody's going to trade up inside of that top 12 and try to steal somebody. And I don't see it. I don't see it. I think the only team I, if you're not going to get Tua or Burrow out of this, you're not trading up. That's the way I'm looking at it. People may want to swap with the Lions but the only team in that top 10 that could possibly want to swap with the lions and the lions aren't going to move too far down. If they want to get this, this cornerback that would be number seven, Carolina. That's the only pick that makes sense to swap. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think there's going to be a lot of trading this year. I think, uh, I think teams are zeroed in for what they want in their spots. And I think that there, we're going to see a lot of, it's going to be a boring draft is what <laughs> I'm going to say there. It's going to be a lot of predictability you know, people are going to are going to be very straightforward on what they're going to want and get out of that. So I, don't know, I just thought that was interesting that, that that had come up, which leads me into my next thing, which is um, I was reading an ESPN article about the top five quarterback prospects, according to Bucky Brooks at ESPN. I wanted your thoughts on this. OK, they've got Tua at number one and they've got Joe Burrow at number two. Number three is Justin Herbert, the previously aforementioned uh, senior from Oregon. Mm-hmm. Number four is Jordan Love from Utah State. He's a junior. He's a redshirt junior coming out early. And number five is Jacob Eason from uh, Washington. So,
0: Tua over Burrow? Hmm. Two different kinds of quarterback. Yeah. I can't. It's It's hard to compare them. My only thing with Tua is he's ultra talented, but that injury he has, and I know his 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 recovery and therapy is going really well. But yeah, the reports are all good. But for me, if I was a team owner, like that would concern me. Yeah, because I feel like if you get hit again the wrong way, then you're done. Yeah, you know, and being if you're fun. you know you own a team, you have to look out you know one, three, five, ten seasons ahead. Mm-hmm. So
1: I think Burrow is the safer option. Yeah, um, Bird is
0: Burrow's the the pat the pocket type passer. Where two is more you know, scrambly run kind of you know Patrick Mahomes kind of thing. Right. uh Oh, Uh-oh, the hotline phone. is
1: ringing. I knew I forgot this is, something. This is probably Craig's sister calling to if we're podcasting tonight.
0: Yep, that's usually what happens. Okay, it's so, over.
1: Okay, that's that's. So that that was actually uh, Joe Burrow calling Craig to find out if uh, <laughs> he should play in Cincinnati or or tell him what to do, or it might have been Carson Palmer. It's a, it's, it's a robocall. He picks it up. Hello. Hello. This is oh, Carson. Palmer. You know, ever Purple, ever Cincinnati since we Pickles. ever since
0: we moved, I've gotten a lot of robocalls.
1: Yeah, right. It's weird. It's weird. I got a new uh, a new number at work last fall when I changed positions, and instantly the robocall started. And but here's the thing listen listen if you're out there and you're a scammer can you put a little effort into what you're putting on the (laughs) machine i got one the other day where it was a mechanical voice a mechanical voice it wasn't even a recording and it was hello this is the last attempt to call you at this number for the warranty that you have with us your warranty is expiring your expiring (laughs) warranty must be renewed or there will be no longer any service on your contract you have contract with us call us and i'm like You didn't even put an effort in to make sure that you have expiring contract with us. (laughs) There's an article missing in there. You have a or an expiring contract (laughs) with our company. Who is us with us?
0: That's right. The last one I got, the Social Security Administration called me to tell me that my Social Security number was suspended.
1: Which is not a real thing. (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> How do you suspend a social security number? What Craig's going to walk into and say, I need to apply for a job. Or are sorry. Your social security <laughs> number is suspended. What, what, what? It, it blows my freaky mind. Oh, the one I got, the one I got earlier this week was my car warranty was expiring, which is fantastic because I bought this car at the end of 2018 and it's got a seven year warranty and I had no idea it was 2025 already. Somehow That's I sleptwalked through five years of, of this. I was like, you've got to be kidding. And I really want to call them back and, like, make up a persona and, like, just mess with them. But then they know your phone number is real and they just call you more. So. Yeah, I know. Anyway, so that's my little side Re- thing. So- remember,
0: folks, the IRS does not want iTunes gift cards. Yes. Just remember that.
1: Yes. I mean, it's, <laughs> it blows my mind that, you know, we're going to shut off your electricity unless you go to Apple and buy $200 in iTunes gift cards. What? Since when do you accept iTunes? Is it—, it <laughs> What? No, no, they don't. Anyway, anyway back to this. So right. I, I think, I, think to, I I, kind of I need to do a lot more research now that the season is over and I can stop looking at numbers and I can stop projecting uh, DFS. I, I can start looking at this in a little bit more detail. Justin Herbert is fascinating to me. He's supposedly the most stable and experienced of this group. Um, I honestly don't know anything about Jordan Love or Jacob Eason. I'll have to do a lot of research there, um, but I'm interested at this. This looks like it's got a potential to be a decent class of quarterbacks. And listen, everybody's looking for the next Lamar Jackson. Everybody's looking for the next Patrick Mahomes. You know, we're all trying to figure out who that guy is. So we kind of need to look at it. I also really need to do a lot of looking at the running backs. I honestly have no idea about any of these running backs.
0: Um, Uh, You're going to be very happy because... The Chiefs are probably gonna draft Jonathan Taylor, so is he gonna fall that far? I mean hypothetically he could. He probably won't, but hypothetically he could. I mean this is this is a weird
1: spot. We draft last. You do. I mean, Andy Reid can pretty much just stay home tonight of the draft. <laughs> you know? I just I don't I don't know. I don't know. Well, we don't. We don't need. Though, and I saw.
0: We're... I saw another like uh, like uh, mock draft. and Another running back because I sort of semi follow college football. Mm-hmm. Uh, J.K. Dobbins from Ohio State. I've he, heard that name. He also really good. I can't see him dropping to the second round.
1: You know, there's been a lot of that. There's been a lot of that throughout history. That I'm like, who the hell is gonna, you know. You know, I mean, we Aaron Rodgers dropped like a freaking rock. I mean, if you remember. Um, all right, I'm, I pulled up the NFL.com most recent um, mock draft. I'm, I'm scrolling all the way down. Okay, they've got a cornerback projected right now from Auburn. I am not even trying this kid's name. Noah Igbenogheni. Igbenogheni? Igbenogeni. He's a former receiver turned corner with amazing athletic traits. We definitely do need defense. So I would not be surprised about that at all, but uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm just looking, I'm just scrolling through the names and I'm just like, I I don't know. I, I, I'm going to have to learn how to say all of these names. The Patriots are being attached to somebody named Yator Gross That sounds, that sounds like a cartoon character to me. (laughs) So I don't know. I don't know, but it's, it's time to start talking about draft season. I mean, you know, the fantasy draft, doesn't you know you can't do anything with fantasy drafts for a while, but we can definitely start working on the NFL draft and start seeing who's going to go where and and really projecting. And like I said, I that is not my level of expertise. We really need the source for that. So um the last thing on my list for this week, and yeah. if you have anything, we can you know toss more in there. Is just we I have been putting off with you talking about the NFL head coaching changes. I more than one occasion you said to me, let's talk about this, and I've been like, not till after the season. <laughs> So I'm just gonna run down the list. This is a this is this list is um, from last month. So I'm probably missing somebody. I just ran a quick search on Google before we came on the air. NFL head coaching changes, and I found a quick article. So, so uh, the Redskins, Jay Gruden left midseason. Ron Rivera is now there. The Giants got rid of Pat Shermer and brought in Joe Judge. The Cowboys finally got Jason Garrett to turn in his keys. It took several days. Uh, And an attempt for him to find a small uh, bunker, like in the movie Parasite. But they got him out and hired Mike McCarthy. Uh, Ron Rivera made way for Matt Rule. We knew that was going to happen. And Freddie Kitchens is out for Kevin Stefanski. Those are the changes I have as of now. What strikes me as major in this, Craig, is that that's what, five coaching changes? One, two, three, four, five coaching changes. Three of them are in the NFC East. Really, hmm. the Giants, the yep. Redskins, and the Cowboys will all have new head coaches this year. Hmm, isn't that weird? Does it feel like that's, that's weird like that it's all in one division? That's what I mean. It feels like it feels like it's really lopsided for some reason.
0: Like out of those three teams, which one do you think is going to do the best? Who get, who improves the most out of
1: those three? Let's see. So the Eagles are the only team who's returning as head coach. Right. Cowboys were eight and eight. The Giants were four and 12. The Redskins were three and 13. So the Redskins bring in Ron Rivera. uh, The Giants bring in Joe Judge and the Cowboys bring in Mike McCarthy. I'm going to go with Rivera in Washington because at three wins, you got to think not knowing anything about their personnel, he's got to be good for one or two more at least, right? In a worst-case scenario, I mean, he walked into Carolina and made them relevant years ago. True. I, so I'm going to go Redskins. So who do you think? Who has the best impact or most immediate impact?
0: Uh, my Now, hypothetically, that Dallas brings Dak back, I could see yeah, Dallas well, winning like two or three more games with Mike.
1: So you think, let's imagine they're able to keep their core together. That they're going to bring back Dak. That there's not going to be any significant subtractions. You think he can take them from eight and eight to ten and six in one year? I think so. Hmm. Now, okay. now that's also
0: provided everyone comes back, like we said, and they possibly find another receiver.
1: I mean, ten and <laughs> six would one would have won that division <clears throat> annually. Um, and I think if we think that's possible, then that changes their fantasy outlook. Completely. I, I, I mean, Rivera. still
0: take sack in the first or Zeke in the first round?
1: If I think that they're gonna keep Prescott, that probably. I mean, again, that's another one of those weird landing spots we've heard for Tom Brady. Yeah, know?
0: I heard that one. That's another tinfoil hat one. That's
1: another tinfoil hat landing spot. I think that's a terrible match. Oh with yeah. The the culture of that locker room. Um, you know, I mean. Zeke Elliott would have to start wearing suits um, to team <laughs> meetings and, like, calling everybody sir and whatnot. That's just not him, you know, and stop writing party floats and things like that. Or Brady would be calling him in the middle of the night, um, which reminds me. Did you get to watch the entirety of the NFL 2020 bad lip reading? Uh, Yes. One of their best efforts.
0: That was a good one. It was a little long, but that was a good one.
1: <laughs> they, they, did, they did just one big one instead of breaking it up into two parts. Folks, if you have not – if you like – If you've never heard of bad lip reading, you should look them up on YouTube. They take existing video and they put their own words over it. And a lot of times they're hysterical and they do one every year for the NFL. And the 2020 version was hysterical and they are merciless to Tom Brady. (laughs) Merciless. Everything. And the names were great. Oh, yeah. And sometimes they, they do lip reading on the names. Um you know, I mean, one guy, they, they swore his name was Dirt Stick. Um, <laughs> and it's funny. It's funny stuff. So it's worth a watch. I don't disagree with you. I think the Cowboys have the potential to it. I think Cowboys Redskins is going to be a very interesting matchup this year. Yeah. Very interesting matchup. So we'll see what happens. I, I don't know there. But you know what? We have no turnover in the NFC West. Nope. As of right now, all of the all of the coaches are returning. Um, right now the NFC North, all of the coaches are returning. And right now in the NFC South, the only coach change is the Panthers. Hmm. So you're telling me that we have no changes, all of, of the five changes. And this, you're going to say the same thing about the AFC East uh, and West. The AFC East right now has no changes of coaches. How do you the feel West? about,
0: how do you feel about Houston? Do you think it's time they, they should make a change? Cause they made a change. And now their coach is also the GM.
1: Yes, officially. Officially So he'd have to fire himself. Um, I don't like coaches who have complete control over their roster. I can't think of a single time. That's not true. I can think of one (laughs) team, and that was when Holmgren ran Seattle and Seattle's championship under Mike Holmgren. That's it. Other than that, I can't think of a single time that it's been – beneficial for uh, a, a coach to uh, that that has complete control i just feel like that's just way too much for one person i mean go back parcells people are like well parcells had a lot of control in new england and a lot in dallas he did but he also had very strong owners he had to convince of everything he did jerry jones was not handing over the reins of jerry jones's beloved cowboys presented <laughs> by jerry jones to bill parcells who was hired by jerry jones <laughs> And Robert Kraft has been very clear that while he is very – I don't want to say easily swayed. He will listen. He's also made it clear he likes to be involved in the decision-making. Right. And so I you know, I don't see everybody – oh, Bill Parcells. No, I, I don't think that Bill Parcells did as much executive-wise as – he did some. He did do work there. But I don't think he did – he was as much of the overriding um, end-all, be-all in decision-making that people think. So, I'm never a big fan of that. I, I, Bill O'Brien is an average coach to me. Houston has too many weapons to not be successful. Houston and the two teams from Texas are both immensely talented and should be better than they are. And I say that with the Texans being 10 and six. The That's Texans true. won 10 games this year. They had no, the first ther- ther- record.
0: Theoretically, in like two, like we should be able to see a Texas Super Bowl.
1: In theory, it should theory, have happened.
0: Because ha- the 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 talent on both teams.
1: And where is the Super Bowl next year? What Texas? are we? Super Bowl 50 what? One, four, two, five, thirty-eight? 2, 5,
0: 38?
1: I don't know. <laughs> uh, this will be, be 55. Uh, this is uh, Tampa. Tampa, February 7th, 2021. Okay. Well, is it ever? Where is the Super Bowl next five years? So let me click this link. Uh, Super Bowl locations and beyond. Okay, hold on. Let's see this. So... Next year, the Super Bowl is in. All uh, right, so we just did the one in Miami. So this next one's in Tampa. Then they're in LA in 2022. Then they're in Arizona in 2023, and then they're in New Orleans in 2024. So let's end up. Let's end on this quick conversation, because again, folks, if you don't know by now, our our um, our off seasons are a little bit more lighthearted, a little bit more just kind of hypothetical and just footbally chatty. Then July 1st hits and <laughs> then ascends, it starts and then it's it, it's all number crunching for season long and stuff like that. So if you're sitting here and you've been listening to us for about a year or even less than a year and you're like, what the hell is this? Why aren't they talking strictly fantasy? It's because right now it is way too early to judge where some of those guys are going to go. So we're going to talk about best ball ball right terms. now. Don't you can. I, in theory, I wouldn't recommend it. I don't do a single best ball until after the NFL draft is done. End of story. All right, so here's what I want to ask you. Yep. Off the top of your head, crystal ball. Yep. Chances that you have a home team Super Bowl for the first time ever at any of these sites. So next year, Tampa Bay. No. Up 5%? 2%? Oh, percentage. Um, yeah, yeah, like three. Okay, here's where it gets good. Okay. 2022 is in the new L.A. Stadium at Hollywood Park. So you'd have to consider that a home game for either the Rams or the Ooh. Chargers. I would put that at, um, I would I'll, say 50%. I'm going to go 15. 50%.
0: Yeah. I'm going oh, with my foot hat theory.
1: That's ballsy. Oh, my God. Oh, it just came to me. <laughs> Super Bowl 56 from LA. Yep. Chargers versus Rams. Imagine that. Oh, my God. <laughs> the marketing people... Would set their desks on fire and all have spontaneous seizures. It would be too much for them to bear. <laughs> all right. Year after that, year twenty okay. uh, in in February twenty twenty three, Super Bowl fifty seven will be at the State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona.
0: Oh dear. Uh, I'll open
1: this one up because it's the State Farm Stadium. I will also consider Green Bay or Kansas <laughs> City, both of whose quarterbacks advertise for State um, Farm.
0: Um, I'm going to say eight what years? How many seasons is that from now? What year was it? Uh, three. I want to say eight percent.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go like three or four percent. This one's interesting. Super Bowl 57, which would be at the end of the 2023 season in New Orleans. I'm going to go with uh 18 percent. I'm going to go 18 to 20 percent. Yeah. So we think the best chance of seeing the first ever home team in a Super Bowl is probably next, not next year, but the year after in L.A. Yes, I kind of agree. I kind of agree. All right, Craig, we're just about out of time. Final thoughts for the week. Uh,
0: Final thoughts. It's time just to relax while there's no major football things happening. And hi, Deb.
1: Uh, yeah, hi, Deb. Unless you're into the XFL, which I refuse to acknowledge exists, um, <laughs> there really isn't a lot going on in the world of football. But this is the important thing is to enjoy this moment. For those of you who are hardcore, I need football 24-7, there are outlets out there for you. I enjoy. It. I need to breathe. I just spent the last 22 weeks of my life crunching numbers for you people on a weekly <laughs> basis in an effort to try and get us all more money and beat the supposed sharks and sharps and whales on DraftKings. I need a freaking vacation, folks. And I took a vacation in the middle of the season, and you I did. still need a vacation. I only, you only lost one week of the metric. One week. One week, I'll tell you right now, nothing worse than watching football on a cruise ship. Nothing worse. It was bad. Well, they only put it on like five different TVs across the entire ship. So every place was packed, packed with people. Hmm. So I was like, okay, And, and, you know, I I went to one of the the, the whiskey bar I liked uh, up there. um, Maltings had it on in their TV and had these huge, gorgeous, comfortable loungers. And they were all filled with people. And I'm sitting at the bar. I'm crunching into this this tiny seat on the corner because it's the only spot that's, that's there. And then I look over and there's this couch with like four older women on it. And one of them looks at the other one and goes, do you understand football? And the other one goes, not really. Then what are you doing here? <laughs> You're on a bloody cruise ship. There's bingo going on or shuffleboard or something. Why are you taking up seats from people who actually pay attention to what's going on? <laughs> I was like, lady, go away. Anyway, um, my final thought is, yeah, I, I, I'm just going to say enjoy. Enjoy the silence for a brief period of time. Enjoy some lighthearted chat. If there's anything you would like us to discuss, please let us know. Our plan is to have a couple episodes of just unwinding kind of chatter. We'll start looking at the combines when they happen. We'll start looking at the NFL draft. And then we have another brief lull as free agency kind of settles in. We'll talk as about as much as possible about who's going where, and then before you know it, it'll be June, and we will be hardcore meeting. We had a production meeting on Super Bowl Sunday. Craig, Cinch, and I sat down, and we wrote down for uh, every team in the AFC the most important questions for them to answer during the offseason. We'll start working on that list next week. We'll be bringing that to you kind of live and unfiltered uh, as we discuss the list because I won't remember any of the questions on the list. Um, So it'll be new to us both when we all read it next week um uh, but until then leave us a review wherever you listen to us send us an email fignutsdfs at gmail.com interact with us at twitter at fig dfs uh and uh you know enjoy the offseason i know i will my championship shirt came in the mail today there you go i am so excited i cannot wait to wear that um but we you know we'll we'll enjoy the little bit of the offseason and we will be here to answer your questions as we go uh, until then, uh, thank you for listening. Hi, Deb, as we already said. Um, and uh, we'll hopefully talk to you guys next week. Until then, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we're on the Football Fitness Podcast. <laughs>